All right, another week of the NBA season, another major headline, man. It seems like every single week we got a new one, and this one involves the Brooklyn Nets. I'm Joseph Pavone, Sean Dutra here, Joel Pavone, it's a Cosmic Street podcast. Steve Nash out in Brooklyn, fired with the uh, initial report, but apparently uh, they came to a mutual agreement. No Steve Nash, and now it's former Celtics head coach Ime Udoka, or suspended Celtics head coach, I guess is the... Uh, the, the, the politically correct way to put it, but within the next 24 to 48 hours, it sounds like, um, according to these reports, all throughout the day, it's, it's not, it feels like Nash was fired like two days ago now because it, it feels like the whole Nash is fired is all news, and now the, the, the spark, the, the big debate around NBA circles is Ime Udoka potentially becoming the newest head coach of the Brooklyn Nets while he's still suspended. No compensation for the Celtics if this were to go down, uh, according to these reports. And uh, Celtics fans are sort of split. You know, there a lot of people don't not happy about this. At least that part of it, him, you know, being able to leave and, and go coach another team. The other angle is Celtics not ha- not receiving any compensation for the deal for the, if this were to go down. Uh, where do you guys fall in this conversation? I'm sure we'll spend a whole lot of a whole lot of this episode talking about it. Um, including uh, something's upcoming schedule. Because to me, this this means pressure's on Joe Mazzula, right? I mean, if it wasn't before, it, it, it's on a lot more at this point. And we'll get into that as well. And we'll wrap up this show the way we wrap up every single show here on Causeway Street, where we take our trip around the NBA with Joel in case you missed it. But um, yeah, guys, that's, that's what we got, man. First things first, um, Steve Nash out in Brooklyn. No surprise there, if you ask me. Um, I, I was waiting for, this, for the Brooklyn Nets to go into that. That, that one significant losing streak, whether it was five or six games before he was going to be fired. I, I saw this thing coming before the season even started, but I guess the slow start, I guess the, beginning the, the the season with the worst record in the Eastern Conference was enough because uh, it was two and five, and that was enough for them to say, Steve, we're good with you. This is the one year where Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant can, can prove themselves. This is it, and we're not feeling it up until this point. So, here we are, guys. How do you feel about Ime Udoka potentially coaching the Brooklyn Nets now? So I, I look at it from two very different, very conflicting uh, angles, right? The first thing, and maybe we can start here, but, like, it's the Celtics' hand in all this, right? Like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, if Ime Udoka is getting a job Less than two months after we suspended him for a year, we still don't know what actually happened. We still don't know, like, the severity of the situation. And for another team to be jumping on and taking taking Udoka at the first chance they get, it, it sort of... It, like, in the back of my mind, I can't get it out of my head. That no, I don't blame you, Sean. I don't blame you. It should be back there because this guy, I mean, does he even get an interview? I mean, I, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the same. Did the Celtics mishandle the situation somehow? Right, right. Is, is that the thing that's going to be sitting with us? Like, I mean, there's and there's so many other questions. Like is Joe, like you said, is Joe Mazzula the guy? Uh, do we have the right people to lead this yeah. team? Did ownership overreact? Are we just giving up on the guy that brought us to the NBA Finals for something that maybe was a PR hit but wasn't the end of the world? Or is it 
the fact that Brooklyn is desperate enough to take on, you know, uh, a sexual, you know, deviant as their coach or whatever happens. Like all whoa, those, whoa, whoa, out, easy, out, easy. You know, the, all the reports that came out, like about talking about how this is a hundred times worse than anything you would expect. What is the deal? And I think we're going to be sitting here with a lot of those questions. And a lot of those questions go back to like the Celtics, uh, you know, let, first off suspending him, second off the way they handled that whole communication process. And then thirdly, they let him go for nothing to a rival. Like something, something smells off about this one. Um, but yeah, the, the hundred, the, the hundred, the, the hundred times worse thing is, is now it's like okay, well, if you may as well get a job here, Matt Barnes, can you tell us what the hell you heard? Yeah, Can we let the cat out the bag at this point? If, if, if Emay is, is is job security is safe and he's on on to his next you know chapter of his coaching career, then can we finally get what what spooked Matt Barnes so much to go out and make a, a formal apology and take back his words? Will we ever get that? Well, I mean. Yeah, the Brooklyners, they're desperate, right? This, uh, mutual of, uh, parting of the ways is, is, is bullshit, right? They, they, yeah. the Nets came to Nash and were like, you're fired. And, and Nash said, yeah, you're right. I, I saw this coming. Yeah. Like, it's not rocket science here. And they fucked up when they didn't hire Udoka to begin with, right? Before hiring Steve Nash, they should have hired Udoka. They messed up. So yeah, they're trying to rectify it now. Uh, you know, two years later, the Celtics covered themselves. When this whole thing came out that they were going to suspend him, they were like, we're not going to fire him. If he wants to quit and pursue other opportunities, we're going to let him. That's on him because we're not going to pay him because he's quitting. And when, and, you know what I'm saying? So, and he was already taking a, a big hit money-wise in terms of still being employed by the Celtics but not coaching this year. So you look at it, you look at it from, from, from two perspectives, right? The Celtics, this PR nightmare goes away quickly as possible. Does it answer any questions that we've, that us, uh, covering the team or Celtics fans have? No, it doesn't because unless, uh, details or a good amount of details surface here, we won't know how bad this was for the Brooklyn Nets to say, fuck it. We don't care. Like he's, he's, he's going to coach this team. And the Celtics are, are like, we're not, we don't want compensation because then, uh, if as bad as it, it may have been or reportedly. So then now those microscopes on the Celtics are looking at it as well. How much is uh, ruining the, the the lives or whatever the potential mm-hmm. people is worth to the Celtics in terms of compensation? Yeah, see, or, it's like oh, so you're gonna put a price on this? Exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna put a price on what on what Adoka did or what or what for for all we know they're still investigating. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you know things are things are gonna come out of the bag at, at some point, not right away. I don't necessarily look at it that way because like well, that's why there's three of us. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like the yeah very true we, we, we do we do not agree on stuff. no uh, but I'm I'm thinking this like okay from a Celtics perspective if you went through the rigmarole to suspend him and not force a resignation or figure out a way to part ways and you did this whole thing where you're just going to have him sitting there and you allow him to talk to other teams right now. There's there's one thing that's a certainty, and that. But hold on, hold on. Before you say that though, what if the Celtics, for whatever it's worth, were like, "Yeah, you go talk to the teams. Good luck with that." And the Nets are the only team that are like, mm-hmm. "We don't no. care." We, no. <laughs> yeah, because then because then it would sound like the Celtics are like, "Oh, well, you you'll be doing us a favor. We don't have to pay this exactly. Guy. Get yeah. him out of here." Exactly, and you're not forcing them to so, resign. 
no, but we're you so disgusted play. with what you did, did that we don't we don't want you. Yeah, it's a game. It was a game of chicken when all this went down. They were like, we're not going to fire him. He says he's not going to resign. Let's see what happens within the next, you know, NBA season. But I get that. First off, what whatever you pay him this year, like, is really not like the biggest deal. And if they're doing it to save money, then that's the same thing as getting draft pick compensation from a team. If you're not firing him and you're going to have him associated with the Celtics as a suspended member of the Celtics, it's the same thing as if you didn't, if you, if you fired him and let him go somewhere else, that's the route to do if you're not worried about it. They're only keeping him because they're paying him. No, now, now you sound like Stephen A. Smith. If he's if whatever he did is a fireball offense, even a Smith. No, I'm right? I'm saying like the 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 idea. What you're saying is he was like if he's if whatever he did is worth a fireball offense, great, fire him. But you're only doing it. You're only doing it to keep him because you know the moment that a free uh, a coaching position is open in Brooklyn, they're gonna snag him, and this is exactly what's happening right now. One thousand percent. But then like if you're the Celtics and you've already decided I'm not gonna fire this guy and I'm not gonna pay him the money because I don't want to get the lawyers involved. I don't want to do all this stuff. Then like, maybe you can just wait for the next coach to get fired. And then maybe he wants to go there. Like this, Steve Nash is the first coach fired seven games into the season. And then uh, they're knocking on the Celtics door, trying to talk to Ime. There's going to be plenty of other openings that happen. The Lakers, the, I mean, the 76 is probably three no, but, teams don't want to send them to it all. Yeah, but, but you don't think you don't think this was happening before he got fired? You don't think this was already in the kind of like already in the works? If the Celtics said you could talk to anybody you want to from from when, when did he get suspended? September. What do you mean? What do you no, mean? No, what I'm saying, no, but no, you're making it seem like oh they fired him and now they're talking to him. No, you don't think the Nets have been talking to him before? Oh yeah, no, no. no. I think that they said email go if you think you can find another job, go find another job. But the the Nets just happen to let their coach go first. There's going to be plenty of opportunities that like, yeah, maybe you don't have a ton of leverage right now, but you get you like the, this whole, this whole facade of like, Oh, well, if they let him go, the PR nightmare is not over. No, you're going to be playing Brooklyn now five times in a season, potentially playoffs times, add four more on there, add seven more on there. And then email Doke is going to be coaching against you. And they're going to be asking you, why did you let him go? And you're not going to let him. Them, right? Yeah, but so you're assuming that he's going to actually save it. This thing goes away if you send him to Utah. This thing goes away if you send him to Oklahoma City. This thing goes away if you train him to a team that you're not going to see every single day. But now you're going to you put him to Brooklyn. We play Brooklyn, and it's already contentious. Brooklyn already hates the Celtics, and the Celtics already hate Brooklyn. Now you add, throw this into it. It's like these sexual abuse con, con, uh, questions about what happened and why was he fired is going to keep coming back to you. No, it it's is. Yeah, of course. If you let him walk the Brooklyn. No, of course Burr. it is. No, we're not saying that, that that part goes away. There, I, I'm, I'm, but you I'm, might as well get a draft pick for it. That's what I'm saying. You might as well get a draft pick for it. All right, so then you tell, you tell me how that how that looks when and when if, when that eventually comes out, comes to light and it's going to be like, oh, so that's what so-and-so's wife was worth, a draft pick? I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it would ever be portrayed that way. And if it is, it'll be a, a minority because there also is going to be the people that are out there that then say, "Well, why did Brooklyn hire him? Why did Brooklyn go after him?" Then? Well, then that's that's on them. That's on them. At the end of the day, that's on them. You don't think Ime? You don't think Ime is thinking, "Shit, if I don't take this opportunity, I may never coach ever, ever again." One thousand percent. And you think that the Celtics 
if they if they really believed in this, if they really believed in no compensation, we are not going to stand for this. This is absolutely unacceptable. They would have fired them and they would have fired them and said, we're not paying you. And they would have got their lawyers involved and they would have figured that shit out in court. But they said, no, we're not going to do that. We want to suspend. And now we're not going to get a we're not going to get compensation back where they are getting compensation. No, but they're quitting. No, he's quitting. So that's oh, not that's nothing to do. That's on. That's he made choice. That is a that is a uh, that is he is not quitting. He is being forced out. No, he's not. He's not being forced out. Because if that was he the case, he would have let. Then why didn't he resign as soon as he got suspended? Because he doesn't. Because want he to wants a chance to give to work again. Well, yeah. Okay, then. So then, so this is his chance to work again. So he has to resign in order for this to work. It's something no, not going to just. If, no, because if Brooklyn was never on the table, his only chance is to hope that the Celtics change their mind. Exactly. So in the meantime, in the so meantime, that's on the Celtics, though. But listen, that's but listen, Celtics. no, no. My point is, my point is. The Celtics say if we if we're gonna pay him, he's gonna be paid minimum uh, whatever the whatever the suspended amount is. He's gonna, he's gonna be paid not his full salary, but if he quits, if he resigns, then we don't have to pay him anymore. That's he's somebody else's problem. But Joel, so that is compensation. How's that, is that compensation? Because you're not you're not having to pay the you're not having to pay him what you were gonna pay him. So, so, then, so then what are you bitching about getting a pick for or not? If it's compensation, compensation, compensation. Like, what you, what no, you, what that's you, bullshit compensation. But, but the Nets what, have shitty picks anyways. Sean, but, that's what, but that's what Sean is saying. Sean is saying, like, wait a minute, we're only getting compensation because someone stepped at the table and grabbed it. You know right. what I mean? Like, as opposed to, you know, let's get some real compensation and, and, and get a draft pick and, or at least something out of it so we can say, you know, hey, we have to face you guys. You're a division rival. You might be potentially in our way and all because all because this guy made a mistake. It's like it's like if you're in the Celtics, you're like, wait. So you make a mistake. We try to do the right thing. You end up, you know, a, a rival of ours or leading a rival of ours, and you beat. You know what I mean? I, I can see. I see the logic behind this, Sean. But I don't know, man. I'd, I'd be surprised if the Celtics were like adamant and, and were to go to the NBA and say, oh, we want we want something out of this deal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that would look great on their part. I don't think. I don't think they can go to the NBA, but I do think they could say suspended players have been traded before. And they've been compensated. So this whole this whole myth of oh well it would look bad if they asked for compensation I think is is bullshit because at the end of the day it is a business and they are they they could have walked away with no compensation and taken the high road and fired his ass and just give him his money and let him go or take him to court and say we're not paying you for wrongful wrongful whatever like whatever they call that like um, the wrongful termination. Well, that's what Ime would have sued back, but I'm saying they would have said. Well, then, no, then, 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 then details of what pause. happens comes out, which they don't right. want. They don't want. Right. Right. So, so okay. So, there's another side of this whole thing too. Is what did the Celtics do wrong to have them want want so bad to keep everything under wraps for them not to ask for compensation or not to fire him or not to go to court? Mm-hmm. What did they know? that they didn't say or they didn't act upon until the last possible minute. That's I want to play this I want to play this guessing game, Sean. Let me get it. Let me play. Let me play. All right, go ahead. All right. Um who is the Celtics knew during the postseason or they heard they caught wind of it and they just turned a blind eye. Yep. That's that's what I'm thinking. They're on this run. They made it to the Eastern Conference or maybe finals, whatever. It drops and they don't act on it right away. They let it ride. You know what's 
Or or it was happening before that, and then during the playoffs, oh, and they told them to chill the fuck out. And then during the playoffs, they were like, seriously, you're still doing this shit? Like, didn't we tell you to chill the fuck out? Now we got to la- yeah. launch an investigation because, you know, you didn't listen the first time. Yeah. No, the investigation definitely happened in the summertime. But, yeah, it could have been that, too. They, they, they warned him during or before the postseason, and, and, you know, that warning fell on deaf ears. That could be it, too. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that could have, that could be it, but you know what's interesting though? Know, when 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 this report first came out about Ime being you know, the top candidate and 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 you know he was he was going to be allowed to from the Celtics, you know they weren't gonna they weren't gonna try to block that. Throughout the article, um, Woj mentioned again the 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 messages, right? Because that was the part that was like the second part of this whole thing in the beginning, back in September, right? It was the, um, the, I always say vulgar, but it's just wrong. Crude? Crude language. Crude language text. I thought it was interesting that he brought that up again in this report, saying that, like, you know, almost as if he wanted to, to everyone to, to, to remember that, that that was the part that, that didn't, that, that didn't sit well with the organization the most. Like, that was the part that, that pushed us up into thinking, like, we have to suspend this guy. We have to, we have to take, you know, we have to take, uh, lengthy measures with this thing because, that was the part that just didn't sit well with the organization. I mean, that was the second part of the report. And I thought it was interesting that as soon as this happens and as soon as there's a report about him getting a new job, that Woj put that into the, to the, to the story again. So it's like, well, what, what is the message? Because if obviously it was a subordinate. Was it something that was flirtatious? Was it something that was like, either you do this or I'm going to fire you? Yeah, forceful. It, could, it could be so many things because yeah. then, then if, if that's the case, because obviously we're, we're always quick to think it's, it's the absolute worst, but maybe it's, I mean, Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> we're we're what? seasoned to think that it's 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 sexually related, or that it's so, some sort of um, innuendo of, of 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 their relationship. But maybe it was something that was just like demeaning. Maybe it was something that was uh, you know a combination of the two. Degrading that, that that a woman could say, "Look, this guy not only had a, you know that significant power over me, but he also didn't make my life easy throughout this six week period or whatever." what was going on between him and, 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 this, and this female staff member. This yeah. is so much, there's so much there. And, and I just thought it was interesting that Woj put that in there because it was just like, you know, there's a, there's a part of this that, that really forced the Celtics' hand in, into suspending him. And, and that's how this whole thing went down. But we don't know. We'll, we don't know the whole fact. We don't know the whole story. So I, I, I think that, and, you know, we can talk about this till, till in the face because we don't know what the hell happened. But the way this is all playing out in my eyes, it almost seems as though that Brooklyn somehow knows that the details of what happened won't come out because neither Ime nor the Celtics want them to. So even when Ime goes to the Nets, and Ime may be the one telling them this, right? Trust me, they're not going to want any of this stuff released. If 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 I come over here, it doesn't matter how long I'm here for, whatever. The shit's not coming out because it's gonna make the Celtics look bad too. Like I feel like there's a lot of that in play right now with a lot of like the way they're going hush hush about it, and mm. a world of leaks and a world of anonymous sources and a world of all these things that that we always find out the truth. This is the one situation that we're not gonna do it, like because both parties are very committed to not letting it come out. So I I just feel like there's a lot of that in there and, and and draw the conclusions you will, but I don't think that the Celtics benefit at all about any of this coming out. And I think they're very adamant on it. And 
It's probably to your point, Joel, of why they haven't asked for any compensation is they just want it to be moved on. And, and, and that's, that's that, because if he does, if it does get to the point of, of them having to make that decision of firing him versus, and him suing and then, to Sway's point, once it goes to the court, that's all public. That's all public record. All public record, yeah. People are going to start knowing that doesn't benefit the Celtics at all, and it's, it's and sort of doesn't benefit him either. Oh, it definitely doesn't benefit him. It wouldn't benefit him at all because he's the guilty party. But yeah. we're talking about lack of oversight, lack of moving in at the right time when you find out about it, pre- previous knowledge of something that's a fireball offense, and you didn't act on it right away. That then comes to organizations like. The um, what was the baseball team that had that happen to? There was a baseball team that had people chopping on the chopping block because of those things that happened in their organization that they were slow to act on. And in the world we're living in today, man, that shit just doesn't fly. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not. I, I, my last point. I, I, my last point. I'm not saying I'm. I'm happy the Celtics dealt with it the way, and they tried to make a stand against it. But the way they're acting now doesn't really fully go all the way. To like stand on that side, and that's when you sort of start to question that. Then, so. well, I mean, we'll we'll see when this if this irons itself out within the next day or two, then we'll know we'll know more so of like what what the Celtic stance is on uh, on Ime as a as a as a as a coach going forward, right? But Ime is going into a situation where it's it's a mess over there in Brooklyn, no matter how you look at it, right? So they're like he's he's going to be the savior. And and if he doesn't succeed right away, then it's that it's let's how long is he gonna last? Who's gonna leave first, Kyrie or or, or Ime? If 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 she continues down down this path, oh, Kyrie probably. Man. Honestly, <laughs> I don't I don't think Ime. I think Ime's got the job for the rest of the year at least. I know I what I'm saying at least for the rest. Yeah, I know, but like I you know, know, I think you're asking the wrong question. I think is is it Ben Simmons or or or. Ben Simmons. Nah, man. Ben Simmons. Oh. ben Simmons is there for the rest of that contract. Ain't nobody touching that contract with a fucking 10 nah, foot pole, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Simmons, Simmons said about a house. I'm the Celtics. Set up a shop. He might even start a family. Like, he's yeah, man. He don't, need, he don't need to shoot a basketball ever for the rest of his time if in I'm, Brooklyn. If I'm the Celtics, I'm like, yo, let's just throw an email for Ben Simmons straight up. Who wow. says no? Who says no? Uh, Celtics Nation. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He would leave Boston in tears, bro. You know the city would rip him to shreds. Oh it, no, it would just for him to be like a punching bag. That's all. That's all. That's all we want him for, dude. That's all. See, I want to see how this whole thing plays out in the locker room, the Celtics locker room. Because let's face it, we ain't. We're not even anywhere near, you know, midseason. We're not even near that point where the sun isn't shining anymore. You know, yeah. the, 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 the whole like, oh, you're the brand new coach, and oh, you're only 34, and man, we're. We didn't expect this, but we're going to all have each other's back when everyone's tired two months into the season. You yeah. lost four or five games in a row. Who's to say people in the locker room are going to be like, well, wait a minute. Yo, why? where the heck is our coach? Like, what? Ime yeah, was yeah. the one that got us through this tough time. Yeah, Ime yeah. was the one that used to put these speeches together that got me to a point of, you know, mentally that I need to be. Yo, we need Ime back. Yo, why did this whole thing happen? Why didn't we why have he- more of a say in this whole thing? And look how fast this thing happened where – he was suspended for not even two months or maybe a little over two months and he's already got a new job. We might have to face these guys in the playoffs. They're right. taunting us. They're they're climbing up the Eastern Conference standing. Like we don't know. We don't know. This team could completely turn on Joe Missoula. You know, it's all it's all cute right now, but we're only two weeks into the season. And they just grabbed their first 
double-digit win of the season. You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen in a month. Well, maybe that's that's another key to this. Like, all right, they can take the the interim label off. Now he's the head coach. And too soon, man. I understand too that. Too I understand soon. that. But then, well, what do you do? If Eme does go to Brooklyn, what do you keep the interim fucking head coach no, title I'm on him? Say, no, bro. Great point. That's uh, a great point. No, that's not a no. It's not a great point because obviously it's freaking. No, I'm I'm talking. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about a label. I'm talking about a freaking responsibility. I'm no, I get it. Like, but then that goes that goes along with it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's going to be a Joe Mozilla identity team. It's not. It's not Eme's team anymore. It's Joe Mozilla's team. Like, right, but it was always that, Joel. My point is, yeah. Now, now, like this is it. Like, there's no like, oh, if things go south, he might come back. Oh, no, like that's out the window. Like that's this is this has been Joe Mazzulla's team from the moment that that email was suspended. I mean, but Brad think- Stevens and, and 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 you know the owners, and for them to go out and just right away, they're like, no, this is our guy. We're not going to be interviewing him. I thought that was a good approach and 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 putting him in that position. But now, from a player's standpoint, it's like. Man, we didn't really have much of a say in this thing, and and whatever this guy did, Brooklyn thinks it was cool. Why do Why does Boston not think the same? You yeah, but don't I mean? you think? Like, but don't you think that kind of I'm helps. looking at it from a player's perspective. I this get it. I get it. But, the, but don't you think the players like now could kind of like not have that at the back of their mind? Like, oh, maybe Emay's coming back. Maybe you know we can still uh, get in contact with Emay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, now it's like, oh, okay, now we can actually close that chapter, move forward. Whatever happens this year happens this year. And we're not going to be asked anymore about Ime Udoka because it's 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 it is think, what it is. Well, they're going to be asked about him a lot every time yeah. the Nets Boston. Every yeah, time it's the Nets. Nets. I'm not talking. About, I'm talking about like how many times this season so far, when especially those two losses when they they blew double digit leads in the second half. What was always brought up? Uh, how's this team different from this year if we compared to last year defensively? Those yeah. type of those type of questions. I think what you're saying, Joel, but I, I don't think that changes the fact that the Celtics are going to have to deal with the pressure for performing without Ime being their coach. And it even almost intensifies it now that he's going to be coaching a division rival that see him every day. So, like, if if, if all of a sudden Ime goes to the Nets, right? Well, that, Ime, that's silly. If, you th- if you're worried about the Nets, then that's silly. No, but listen, listen, if the Nets go win 10 straight after Ime goes there, they, they go on some type of run. They, they, go, they, they start to click. Um... You don't think that that Marcus Smart and and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be sitting there being like, "That's our coach, man. What the fuck? If he can go coach, mm-hmm. oh geez. So I'm gonna. Start, I didn't think about that. For that he's giving you know, he's giving them our secrets. Like you know, they're going to be like, "What the fuck? Like, I don't know." Like I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm joking about the secret part thing, but it's just like, man, that guy was such a key part of our identity last year. The team that reached the finals. Now we got to watch him lead a whole other team, uh, and uh, two future Hall of Famers. And they're still like us. They don't know the whole story because that's what it seemed like with that media. Well, day. that's a, yeah. No, you're right. But that, at the same time, like, given what their mindset since like media day is like, you know, we already were two wins away from winning the championship. Like, our only focus, or at least that's what they were trying to give off to the rest of us, is that is to get back to the finals. And if you and like and like and like you you said, it. yeah, of course it's part of bringing it back in their minds. But like, if they really are just focused on what Brooklyn's doing and why Emay's over there, then 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 that's not good. So, yeah, but it's like yeah, they haven't they haven't they haven't even faced adversity yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they haven't even been. Like, Maybe this is it. So the, nah, so the main fact that Emay is got a new head coaching job and now is also in a division rival, you're going to see a lot. Plus the no. Kyrie. I get right. it, but you guys are you guys are you know it's going off the fact that like he's going to turn that team around like this puts a lot of pressure on Missoula. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like now Joe has to be the guy, or 
they just gave up on a guy who obviously could still coach in the NBA. Why didn't? Why isn't he not mm-hmm. coach? Well, then was the success of Brooklyn. The success of Brooklyn is, is almost irrelevant, in my opinion. My my whole thing is when shit is down, when things are down, and when they're like, man, like you know, we because we know shit was down last year, right? Five hundred team below five hundred at one point, and Eme was that guy. They haven't gone through something like that without Eme being their guy, without Eme in their corner. You know, it's it with shit. And who knows? Maybe maybe these guys had like a text line or something. Hey, you don't know. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if he was still uh, Tatum or Brown and Marcus still in contact with this with this oh, guy. Oh, almost definitely. That, yeah, I agree with you. On that's that. out the window now. If he's with the head coach of the Nets, even like I can't talk to you guys anymore. No, oh, yeah, no, you're right. It'll be interesting. So we'll then see. it's it's up to yeah. So you're right. I I agree with you on that. But so then it's up to Joe to take in that pressure and and put his fingerprints on this on this roster. That's just. And, but I think the, the guy, whole, the guy who's only who's only been the head coach of a D two college school, well, a whole lot. That's bro. That's a lot of pressure. Man. The whole that's point, most pressure that the Celtics, the way they've handled the situation, they're putting they're putting more pressure on their rookie head coach than needs to be. The way Big they, time. right? That's the thing. All right. That's, so then, if this team, if this, if they hired Joe Mazzulla last year instead of Emil Doka, I completely agree with both you guys on that. But this team has already been through a bunch of shit for them just to be like, oh, no, what was us? Like, we lost our head coach, and now we're not going to, you know, we're not going to function as a team? Like, like you know, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be that big of an issue. I hope not, but it's definitely in play. It's in play. All right, let's uh, let's look ahead. Let's see what, uh, what the, who's, on, who's on the docket here for the Celtics team. Um, like I said from the top, Celtics grabbed their first double-digit win against the Washington Wizards. And the reason why I put it that way is because I just thought it was so significant uh, for this team um, because obviously for a while throughout that game, defensively, the Celtics look top-notch, you know, top-notch defense. Yeah. And the Celtics have to get – look, I get it. I know, I know. I know you're probably screaming at your podcast right now. Robert Williams out there. I get that. But, man, the way this team was blowing leads, it's just it, it just didn't sit well with me. It really didn't. And, and I felt like that was such a good, you know – that was the kind of win that this team needed right before going to avenge a loss, right? I know Sean's gonna hate that, but anyways, like that—that's—that's that's the reason why I said that. And and I just thought um, they they put together that win in a way that made me feel like, all right, well, let's see if you guys can do it again. You know, let's see if you guys can take that first initial step into rediscovering that defensive identity that you were last year. So we'll see. So it was good. It was a good win. I also think it was a really good win, and we'll get to the to the next couple of games here in a minute. But I think like it was a really good win because that's the type of that's the type of team last year that when we had because we those two games against the Bulls and the Cavs they were very much so la- early last season vibes of like okay we look good and then we just stop playing like right right. It, then, like, you would get to that Wizards game and it would go down to the wire and you'd lose at the buzzer or some shit like that, right? Like, right. that was last year. And I think, yeah, being able to just be like, hold on, we don't, we're way better than these teams. Like, let's, let's put our, yes. Yeah. No, you're right. And the, and the good thing, the good thing also about that is, um, I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves here, right? They're still getting outscored in the paint. They're still getting out rebound, mm. but the combination of hitting threes, moving the ball, uh, Playing like that hard nosed D that's creating the uh, you know transition points and fast break opportunities like that's the Celtics that's the Celtics that made it to the finals right. last season and if you see more of that it can't just be them just you know shooting their way back in the games when they you know lose these these double digit leads 
it's got to be that that hard nosed defense from from jump. Like that, that's the only game of the season where they mm-hmm. led from 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 tip to to the end of the game. So yeah, and, yeah. And Joe Mazzulla, uh actually called a timeout when uh, the lead went down to eight. See? Unlike unlike the uh, you know he's learning against Cleveland or the game against uh, Chicago. No, who was it? Who was the other loss? Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Huh? Chicago. Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. the one against Chicago. Oh man, like what is that? Both, both those Dude. games. Both of those, both of those losses were. He had a nineteen point lead, and it just kept going down to the eleven and eight, five. He's like, they got this. Any one. moment, they got at this any one. moment, you could call a timeout. He's like, no, they got this. No, 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 trust me, trust me, they got this. They got this. Yo, Eme <laughs> would have called three throughout that entire comeback. He would have been, it would have right around just like the way I said it too, like eleven point. And Brad would no, 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 no. The first one from 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 nineteen point lead down to sixteen timeout, <laughs> and then down to like ten, another timeout. And then, like before, it's a two possession play, a two possession game. One more timeout. Like, he would have burned, burned the timeout on a, on a challenge that he never used to win. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's just this dude. Just <laughs> this dude just hoarders timeouts. It's like he wins challenges. Yeah. And then he, he wins challenges. Timeout. He's like, yes, I didn't waste the timeout. Hell yeah. It's like yo, he may have. If he may had a chance, he would have. He would have burned all of his timeouts on challenges. <laughs> you, know like, you know who Joe Mazzula was? Joe Mazzula was that dude on the on the high school team that like. If you got caught in the backcourt on the double team and you caught somebody, he'd be like, dude, we're going to need those. Later. Yo, yo. Like why would you do that? Why would you do <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, he'd get in your face. Yo, yo why'd you call that? We're going to need that timeout. Throw the, try to throw the ball off somebody and, you know, that, that yeah. you would have saved the timeout right there. I was right here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How about you don't pick up your fucking dribble, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's called a press breaker. Use it, all right, bro? Coach, coach, I called for the press breaker. You weren't where you're supposed to be. Nah, seriously. Anyways, the weird thing is, the weird thing is, looking at this, looking ahead. So, ready? We uh, we looking at it for the first time this year. Love it. Uh, so it's got some revenge action going on, dude. So, yeah, they do. Uh, first game we got tonight. Uh, versus the El Cavaliers. Uh, in Cleveland, which is uh, uh home of the home of the steamers. Oh, home of the fleet. <laughs> Uh, you know, Terry Francona loves the, loves, loves, loves the Cleveland Steamers now. Um, you know, I love Terry. They missed but, an opportunity there. Instead of the Guardians, you know, they should be called the Steamers, but hey, you know. 1,000%. You can't win them all. You can't win them all. What, what was that? What was that we used to call it? We had the guest on. Uh, oh, the million and one questions. One questions. Yeah. <laughs> it was always between Cleveland and, 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 uh. In Oakland, the Warriors, <laughs> yeah, Cleveland Warriors. Yeah. Sometimes we have to ask King Cuddy versus E Forty, bro. Like I, would... <laughs> I just told E Forty about that when he when he met Max. <laughs> no, no, but I love I love catching the guests off guard when you were like, you know, would you prefer Cleveland Steamer? And they're just like, whoa, <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, now. Remember when we had Nick on? <laughs> Nick goes, wait, am I the one receiving it? <laughs> Yo. First time the only one, the only one, the only one that was like, "Wait a second, am I the picture? Let me see what's going on here. What's yeah. going on?" The, the only one that didn't completely pretend we didn't talk about it. We didn't. <laughs> <ask>. <laughs> Come on, you're giving away our secrets. Come on, man. Anyways, he's like, he's like, I got to follow up. I got to follow up. Yeah, who's getting steamed? <laughs> <laughs> who's getting and, steamed? <laughs> I don't know who's getting steamed. <laughs> Sean, goes, what did you say? You said something funny. You were just like, um, it's up to you, man. You tell us. Yeah, no, uh, 
surprise us. <laughs> whatever, whatever tickles your fancy, yeah. man. Yeah, right. Go nuts. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> uh, shout out to Nick. Yeah, shout out so, to Nick. El Capitan. Uh, that, that, well, I don't know, Nick. <laughs> Who's steaming who? You tell me. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's got some early. That's got some early season playoff vibes to it, especially with like the the how good the Celtics looked early in that game versus the team that we thought was gonna. I mean, I, or at least I thought was gonna be a really big contender in the East this year. Oh, or, oh, or you, you mean the the the, the back the backcourt duo that dropped fucking eighty two points on you? Yeah. Man, you better you better you better be so pumped up for this game. I'm looking at you, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, you better be so pumped up for this game that you're ready to make a statement and show them who's boss. I'm looking at you, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, I want both of these guys out make, there. Well, make KG I eat mean, his words. Make KG eat his words. For, for Malcolm's case, I mean, he didn't. There's only so much you can control when you're not. I don't know playing. Like, man. Oh yeah, he barely played that in the second half. I remember that. Put yeah. him on the bench in that in that end of the fourth quarter, going into overtime, and you unleash Luke Cornette into overtime minutes. Like, awesome. I just thought the whole thing was was just a it was just a it was a it was a bad way to do to to, to do coaching, in my opinion. Well, that was a, Luke, that was a Luke. that was a Bobby wet dream there when Luke stayed. But in the I've, I've moved on. I've moved on. I, I, I've said enough about this decision. I, I spent like I spent post game. I spent uh, I talked about it during a podcast with Mac. I talked about it uh, post game on Sunday, and I, on Sunday I said I'll, I'll, I'll let this one go. So I'll, this is me saying it again, and on the podcast I'll let I'll let it go. I'll let it go. But Mazula, don't, don't let that happen again. Don't, yeah. Don't never let that shit happen again. I was too. Is Von Light hurt or some shit? Where the fuck was he? Why are you putting Cornette in? Don't even get me started, bro. Don't even get me started. Right. Question I, mark, bro. Question I'm mark. I'm a huge, huge Noah guy. Question so, mark. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see who outplays who. You know, we'll see. But. Well, you got to remember, Grant was suspended, though. That's a big part of this. Yeah, that's so. a huge part of it. Again, again, I get I'll it. let this one slide. <laughs> exactly. You didn't have your old, you know, you didn't have all your troops. Maybe Luke was really impressing you in practice that, that week. No. There's no chance that you're going to look at a front court of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and think Luke Cornett is the fucking answer. No. I'm is- saying. I'm saying. And every time those two, either one, was in the paint, it was like, they, they saw it was gravy. It was like, oh, I got this guy on me. It was an automatic layup. This guy was you a turnstile in the paint. You might as well put Marcus Smart as the five at that point. That that's a better chance of stopping them too than than Cor- oh, why? What is the fascinating? Oh, you know, we, we digress. We digress. We digress. Okay. Who, who, who does others have next? Who does others have next? <laughs> Anyways, Celtics Cavs. That's a big one. Um, it's a national TV uh, game too. Uh, Stay yeah. patient, Noah. Stay yeah. patient. Yeah, bring uh, hashtag hashtag free Noah. Free Noah, baby. Yo, I'm about two weeks not, away from making a T-shirt. If shit doesn't change, free I'm Noah, not not joking. He can, he not can up against Joel Embiid and do it a decent yeah. job. He can handle uh, Mobley and Jared Allen. Right. Like, let's figure that. I'm shit. like Joe. I'm like oh Joey. I call him Joey now. I'm like Joey. You don't you don't see those Bobby Porter's vibes from from Bonley? Like oh, come oh, on, man. Like <laughs> Bonley can get people's faces. He can yeah. knock down the three. He's, I will he's say, so raw, right? He's not as he's not as polished as someone like Bobby Portis. But man, I see it. I really yeah. do. There's, but he's more because he's motivated. Like, he's motivated to stay in the league. Like, he he ain't scared, and that's that's no. that you notice in his play. Cornette literally looks like I don't. Sure. I know I'm not supposed to be on this court. Like I know exactly, that exactly. Yeah. You want me to go in you now, can see coach? His knees shaking, bro. His knees are shaking. His that palms are sweaty. 
that whole jumping 40 feet away from the three-pointer, that literally made me want to jump to the three to TV and just punch him in the ball sack. Like, that was like, – <laughs> What are you right, doing? Yeah. You went a little. All right. Okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bit much. That's right. a bit aggressive, but okay. Well, um, you know, you know, it's a bit aggressive. Luke Cornett playing real minutes in an NBA game. Anyway, you, know, you know what? You know what else is aggressive though? When uh, when, when uh, Donovan Mitchell freaking climbed the climbed the steps and fucking dumped on Luke Cornett like it was his job. Ooh. Oh man. No, nah, no, nah, but no, nah, but he got he got he got blessed on by uh, by JB. JB had his back on that. It's all good. Yeah, JB got it back, but still, at the same time, like yeah, when when someone who's six four dunks over someone at seven one, it's just that's just that's just art, you know. It's nice. Let me just put it this way: Would he have dunked on Vonley like that? Nope, nope. Don't think he would have. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Man, my man got dunked on twice, two times. Yeah. But, two times. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, then speaking of revenge, the Celtics can avenge their. First loss of the season against uh, uh, one of the deeper teams in the league, the Chicago Bulls. Stop making that a thing. Um, That's not a thing. Stop trying to make that a thing. That's not a thing. It's a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. One of the deepest teams in the league. No, it's not. Not a thing. They they are not top-heavy, but they are deep. Okay? I will give them that. You got... You got a... Yeah, there's two. There's two main guys, main culprits, and everyone else just does the rest. On the Bulls? Yes. Oh, my fault. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Cleveland. On the Bulls, when healthy, DeRozan, Vucevic, and um, uh, Levine is a solid, not 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 top heavy. Now I'm not saying top heavy. These guys are very. Yeah, are very, yeah. I think you're talking about Cleveland. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. They got you know Bobby Davidson running the bench. I get that, but Bobby um. Davidson, you got Demusa, you got Dragic, you got Caruso, you got, uh, um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Andre Drummond. You gotta, you gotta. You got a, you got a little bit of. Yo, are you gonna bring up Andre before Javante? Javante, Javante gets minutes, but he really just defends. That's about it. Uh, but hopefully, he makes it into the dunk contest this year if he's getting real runs. Yeah, no, man, he had a, he had a crazy dunk um, last week or so. He's been doing the, um, you know, those breakaway steals, and he just yeah. does his thing at the end of this week. Yeah, I would, I would love that. I would love to see him dunk on. Well, you do, you do love to see the former Celtic and. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Shout out to Javante. I got you to catch up with him when he was um uh, for select games throughout the throughout the playoffs. He said uh, Tatum would hit him up, but I'll never forget the last time I spoke to him because he said, "Yeah, man, but I don't know if you're gonna see me for a while because you know it was after a loss." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, yeah, "Every time he calls me, they lose." I don't think you're gonna call me again, bro. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" So, <laughs> I guess Tatum's a little superstitious, so yeah. Good. But shout out to Javante. Uh, so that that is in. In Boston, and then back to back, we get our first look at the uh, New York Knickerbockers. Uh, come, uh, we go to Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks uh, on the fifth, which is, I presume, I know it's Saturday on <laughs> Saturday night. We got a uh, Madison Square Garden. So <laughs> Saturday, bro. I'll, I'll be out there. Oh, that's not a bad little trip. Are they, wait, is the tree going to be lit up in New York? By then, they were right around that nah, time. Nah, I think they do it like the day after Thanksgiving. Oh shit! All right, like everyone else should do. By the way, fuckers. Yeah, no, people. Disrespect, people I, I know. The I know. I know a couple people that got their tree up already. Can you believe that shit? No, you kidding me? Dunkin' Donuts is already switched over, so you know everyone's doing the same. On Halloween, I got a large hot coffee, Dunkin'. 
Christmas cup. I was outraged. Wow. Outraged. Bro, I couldn't even get my pumpkin spice a couple days ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I like pumpkin spice. You know what I've been messing with? Yeah, because they started selling sp- pumpkin spice that, like right after the 4th of July. That's why. Yeah, they, they also <laughs> fucked that up, too. They go August. Yeah, they really fucked that up. <laughs> they, they do go that August. Up. That's true. Like, can you hey, that's my uh, that's my one basic bitch tra- trait. So yeah, I like pumpkin spice. I oh, Sway, you know, you know about the okay, totally. But we're talking about pumpkin spice. You get the hot hazelnut coffee with a shot of pumpkin swirl in that bitch. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah that used to be shit in college. Right? It was all about the hazelnut. One time I got French vanilla in front of you, you got so mad. I'm a big hazelnut guy. When I when I made Sway order, when you were driving, I remember the first time you were like, what kind of coffee you want? I was like, yo, give me the hazelnut. And you're like, what is wrong with you, bro? You're so thrown off. It's I was great. all about the French vanilla. Yeah, yeah, basic, basic. Then I, became, then I became a hazelnut guy. But yeah, but when it's in season, I like, I like the pumpkin. Weird. All right, so. Caramel swirl, too. I know we t- we've talked a little bit about the uh, Cavs and the Bulls, but what do you guys think about the Knicks this year? They're three and three. They they seem to have a little bit more cohesion than they did last year. Jalen Brunson comes in. It's the Knicks. Yeah. It's the Knicks. I'm just saying. I, I don't think as a contender, just, but as a playoff. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think I think they're starting to form that uh, that continuity, that sort of identity to to a certain extent, right? I think. Um, it was really important for Brunson to get off to a right start, and he has. So I think that's good because there was a lot of uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say that the, the Knicks fans were divided, but there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of like, is this just just going to be like the other signings, you know, where we get all excited and then you let us down? And you know, at the time, people were kind of people were kind of thinking, well, is Brunson is that your is that a max guy? Like, yeah, he could be the second or third best player on a championship team, but is he good for this team? I think. The people who are skeptical, they're believers now, or at least they're they're intrigued by it. So they're off to a good start. You know, that, that's good for them. Yeah, and that's important. That's important for an organization that's hated hated itself for a long time, or at least the fans have, you know, hated the way the, the organization has has, uh, has has made a decision in the last, I don't know, five, ten years. Yeah, but the Knicks, you know, the Knicks had to sign somebody. So it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. but that. You could do a lot worse than Brunson, bro. I mean, All right. I mean, I mean Dallas. They had Dallas, been, they, they had been a lot worse than Brunson. Dallas, you know, didn't give him, didn't think that he was worth the the max. I'm just saying, if you're going to talk shit about Brunson, don't do it to me and Sway because he was a key cog to our fantasy team. Honestly. Yeah, when he was on <laughs> Dallas, I know, but he's, <laughs> that's true. So the math was like, why are you such a Brunson? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because okay. you used to study his games and games <laughs> for a whole season. <laughs> also, too. Also, too. So, so I studied his progress throughout his his Dallas his stint in Dallas the last two years. The interesting thing about the Knicks is they have yet to score under 108 points in any game this year. They can score, but goddamn, they cannot defend. They have given up. <laughs> they, they have given up. They have given up over uh, a hundred. They're, they're basically right around 120 points a game. They're giving up, yeah, 120, yeah. which is just that's what they do. Which is which is like okay, cool, like great. Brunson not a good defender. <laughs> like, we know that he's undersized defender. And then you got Randall. Robinson's good. Got Robinson's good. Yeah, Robinson's good, but the rest of the team he's been a good perimeter protector. And Rose ain't yeah. playing no defense nowadays, so it is what it is with them. But so yeah, what but do you, does, yeah, what but I mean. 
with the Knicks, it doesn't, it doesn't like, matter. He's like, I don't. He's like, I'm not still in the NBA because of my defense, guys. Come on, now. I know, right? It's, yeah. It's like, <laughs> um, you know, the Knicks, they're still <laughs> as bad as they've been for you know decades. They're still you know one of the most like valued you know highest valued like sports franchises in the world and i just don't understand that like people are well, still watching this people are still pay to go see the Knicks. now you get the team that can sort of like as a Knicks fan the biggest market in the united states and they have some players and they're spending money and to be honest look, look i mean joel going into a tough back-to-back of um the Bucks and the Cavs, they were three and one going into that. Now they lost the both yeah. of them. But man, but, but I'm just saying, like, no, I, I see, I see what you're saying, but that's there's like some buzz. There's not, yeah, there's some, um, there's some buzz until like you know after the until like Christmas, and then they're gonna be like, yeah, this team yeah. blows. <laughs> I, I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I'm gonna be looking for for the Knicks this year is like, are they gonna trade Julius Randle? Which I think they definitely will. Um, try to get some some type of draft picks or cap space or whatever, because. As great as he is, he's sort of fallen in, out of favor there. Even though they basically were were praising him as the next next uh, big thing in New York uh, just two years ago. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a good Saturday night. Uh, uh, I, that's interesting. I should try to get to the fucking city for that shit, man. Let's go. Let's want to take a road trip, Joel. What are we thinking? Uh, to NY. Yeah, let's talk yeah. after the show. Yo, come through. Let's go. I'm just saying it's a random weekend. I ain't got shit going on, dude. Like yeah. I don't I don't even have a ride plan, so I, I could I could I could come along. Oh. And it's the second night of a back to back, so we, we can leave Saturday morning or early. I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk. So Tune into Causeway after hours to hear the rest of this conversation. Uh wasn't even it wasn't even Brooklyn, it was New York. Yeah. It wasn't even the Knicks, it was Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> and we just got into the story. Well, so what do you think? We got the Cavs revenge game dub, Bulls revenge game dub, Knicks of the Knicks dubs. That's three and out. Shocker! Because you got him undefeated. Joe Mazzulla starts as a as a. Um, yeah, what are you about to say right now? <laughs> what do you, you got? Seven and two team. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say something about. Nah, Joe Mazzulla starts at seven and two as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. That that's probably one of the best starts out there. Just putting it out there, but yeah, if it happens, yeah, three now, <laughs> two and one. Who did they lose to? I think they lose. The, I think they lose to the Knicks. What? Yeah, something about the they fucking something about the Knicks. Yeah. They can't lose to Cleveland. They have to beat Cleveland. That's a must-win game early in the season for me. I agree, but I don't know. It's going to be tough, man. By the way, while we're recording this podcast, uh, Brooklyn is about to lose their sixth game of the season. My sixth. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Ime Udoka. I'm telling you, man, like, I, see, the one thing that I get a little worried about is that the Nets can't do much worse than they're doing right now. So yeah, Ime exactly. come in and they go and they win. Five. Just to change it, just to change yes. itself, right? Yeah. Just to change something and like get some type of stability and like dealing and chaos with that team likes to do. And by the way, we haven't even talked about Kyrie Irving yet. And I hope we do soon because he has played. Yeah, we'll, like we'll get an update. Absolute dog doo doo tonight in this game, and uh, I don't think it's unrelated to that whole. Uh, so very interesting. What you guys got for the record, though? 
two and one. We just said two and one. Oh, you said Knicks. You said Knicks. I, I forgot. You said Knicks. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, look. Just to touch on the uh, the email thing. Um, you also got to remember that the, the the majority of the players of the, on this team were around a couple years ago when he was insistent, right? So you also have that, and that these guys are going to be like, we saw what you went through, obviously, and the backlash and all that, and I feel like they're going to want to. That's going to inspire them to to turn the narrative around, right? To to put to put forth the effort and, and try their best to to turn this season around because they know that it's going to. It's going to show them in a good light, and, and obviously, it's going to help out Ime and show them that they can that they can do it, that they can prove people wrong. So, we'll see. But, anyways, let's take a trip around the NBA with Joel's in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what we missed? In case you missed it. We took the Nets have lost again, two and six now. Breaking news as we're recording this podcast, and uh, so far, they doesn't look like Kyrie is going to you know talk to the media yet. Probably will not, if I had to guess. Obviously, the big news today, Steve Nash out. Uh, most likely, he may in uh, over the weekend. Yeah, by the way, hold on, real quick. I thought it was funny that someone had to fit, felt, the, felt the urge to mention, um, by the way, um, the firing of Steve Nash has nothing to do with the Kyrie Irving. It's like, well, no shit, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I, no. Didn't, I didn't think that. I love, no, I love how they asked. my mind. Like, what? I love how they asked Steve Nash about Kyrie's tweets and whatnot. And he's just like, yeah, you know, we're kind of just, uh, you know, we're like immune to, to, you know, to Kyrie's behavior and his comments. So it's like, no big deal. Whenever, <laughs> whenever he's like, <laughs> Kyrie's like immune to what? What do you say? <laughs> he's like, we're immune to Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Like, like pretty much like, yo, we know he's a shithead. Like, <laughs> it's like, we kind of just, we kind of just ignore that shit around here, you know? Let the media just run with it. Kyrie's like, that's how we feel about you. Yeah, right. By the way, who was that journalist that went after Kyrie? That was my favorite thing. That Nick, favorite. Nick, uh, Nick Fredell. Fredell, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the, him. He, he held his own, man. He did, he did, he did, he did the back and forth, job, yeah. ESPN, Nick Fredell. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. I talked to him a lot during the uh, series last year. He was there covering the team last year. Because he came from, he, he was, like, wasn't he a Lakers? Lakers, on the Lakers beat for a while, and then he moved over there. I don't know, bro. I don't really know his bio like that, but <laughs> I just know he covers the net. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I knew, uh, you know, players didn't have uh, Steve Nash's back uh, somewhat after uh, he went ape shit when they played the Bucks and he got ejected. And as uh, only assistant coaches were trying to calm him down, there was one, one Nets player. His last name was O'Neal. I forget his first name. It escapes you right now. It was trying to... Royce. Royce O'Neal was trying to go, like, you know, calm him down. And Kyrie holds Royce back, like, yo, chill out. Let's see uh, let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold yeah. on. Not so fast, my man. Not so fast. Let's see how. Yo, I've never seen him like this before. <laughs> let's, see, let's, see what this, let's see what happens here. See what this leads to. So, you know. I mean, yeah. I never even seen Steve that amped, even when he got, like, checked to the fucking scores table by, you know, Robert Ory no. back in, like, 05 and shit. Oh, his, eye, his eyes were bugging out of his head. Out of his fucking head. Yeah, but. But even the, the the Robert Ory thing, it was just more of like a, hey, buddy, what do you think you're doing? How dare you? This time, yeah, this time it was just like, yo, you want to fucking go? Like, he was nuts, bro. He was going off. Was like, that, that, was, that was very much so like Steve Nash being like, will you just fire me already? Like, <laughs> yeah, all the frustration just came out in that moment, yeah. He's like, this fine, this fine comes with me getting fired, right? Oh, no, it doesn't? Damn. All right. Damn. So yeah, it's on the heels of all that nonsense. 
uh, Kyrie decides he wants to, uh, you know, promote a a book on his on his on his Twitter, and uh, you know, Joe Sy, the owner of the of the uh, of the Nets. By the way, I don't know what owner would actually like, you know, put this out there before actually having a conversation with a player. So that's just an indication how how great things no, right? are right now in Brooklyn. Great. <laughs> right. Could you imagine Wick? That's not how you handle this. Right, can you imagine Wick doing some shit like this? Like, you know, disagreeing with something like Jalen Brown put up on Twitter, like and uh, as as an actual tweet himself. Like, come on, dude. But anyways, you know, Sai puts up puts up Players, the tweet, yeah. you know, about how he's disappointed that, you know, Kyrie is appearing to support a film based on a book with uh, anti Semitic disinformation and uh hope he understands how hurtful this is to all of us and it's wrong to talk about hate based on race and ethnicity or religion and and then, and then he subtweets that this is bigger than basketball, right? Which everything he says was, uh, you know, you could you 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 could agree with that, right? You can't say like, oh yeah, no, that's that's some bullshit. Yeah. What, what Joe said, no, that's that's an agreeable message. But then when Kyrie gets asked about it, about his tweet, then you had the whole the whole Nick back and forth that he's not uh, that big of a, a, a platform. Um, you know, no one should take him. You know that serious and things like that. Right after, right after he said it's important for us to promote these things on exactly. our platform. Exactly, and that he's not anti-Semitic and, uh, you know, look, it's Kyrie being Kyrie, like in terms of like not being self-aware of the things you say and the things you do, and then being questioned about it, and then getting upset that you're getting questioned about it. Like it's the same shit with this guy, you know. <laughs> so like, it's kind of this point. This point saying Kyrie being Kyrie is the same thing as saying Kanye being Kanye. But like he's like he's like it's exhausting, dude, because it's like the only thing he got from like all the backlash, I guess, so to speak, was like, oh, the anti-Semitic like label you're putting on me. It's like, no, like what you're promoting is anti-Semitic. Like and for you to think that you're not promoting it, then then why would you post the link on a platform that's followed by millions of people? Like, you get you get what I mean? Like he doesn't. He's unaware of the things that he says and he does. And then he acts like he's the smartest guy in the room. And then so you don't have to, you're preaching to the choir right like, there, man. I, I don't think, I think, I think the whole, the whole thing is such Kyrie bullshit. And the, and it, and it just speaks to the everything that, that I can't stand about the guy is just all coming out now. And it's on a, like, like good luck to Eme. Like if, if he ends up out there, yeah. good luck to him with that. With that, this was bound. This was bound to happen. Is what I, the way I look at it. Like Kyrie talking about stuff he has no clue on, thinking he's the smartest guy in the world. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just him trying to portray like he's above, you know, us peasants. That he's smarter than us. That's just, yeah, yeah. we're all we're all pawns, we're all fools, and yeah, he's yeah. above us all. Yeah. But he can't. But he's so above us that he can't enlighten us. It's like, dude. Then what's the point? I, I just don't get it. And listen, I've been one of those guys that's like, what people do in their personal life, like, you know what I mean? Separating the art from the person. I've I've been a long-standing guy of that. I mean, you guys can both attest to that. The, you know, Kanye West, the stuff he's done in the past, and I'm just like, look, whatever he does, you know, I'm still listening to his music, whatever. I'm still going to respect his his craft or whatever. But then with with with, with Kyrie, it's just like you have an opportunity to explain yourself, but it's just like, no, I don't need to explain myself. You know, I'm just, okay. You don't need to explain yourself. Okay, fine. You don't want to let us know, you know, why you watched that film and why you decided to to post or whatever. To get mad when Nick Ferdell says that you're you're promoting or you're sponsoring, like, why do you keep saying? Don't call. I'm like, dude, 
when you put something on your platform, you're co-signing it. You're, it's like that's like me, you know, when I went to the Push the T show, and you guys are like, "Oh, so you're a big Push the T fan? What? What? Because I put it on my platform? I'm not a fan of that guy." And it's just like, well, okay, well, explain to us why you put that on your platform. And I'm just like, I don't need to do that. And it's just like, well, Nick Ferdell as a reporter, that's his job. <laughs> it's to find out the story. It's to, you know, you don't want to talk about it. That's fine, but. Why get so defensive, and especially if it's something that uh, a, a, a documentary that people have deemed as hate speech? You know, it's from a book that people have deemed as anti-Semitic. You should want to explain yourself. Yeah, especially you because know? you should want to get in front of this thing, and no one is doing anything to you. Yeah. Like you yourself put it on that platform. Like I don't understand this like lack of of uh, accountability. For someone who's that, been man. in the NBA this long, who's been doing stuff like this over and over again, and obviously you've you've ruffled some feathers with this one, and, and I think it's it's worth being questioned over. I really do. It's not just that, like like you know, you he has no like self awareness of his, of his actions because like if he does or he says something and he's asked about it, he gets so mad, like you know, like how mm-hmm. dare you ask me about something Starts that I posted. That- Stop doing that baby voice. Oh, why don't you? I'm like, yo, why are you talking like that? I'll say for that, I'll be like. I don't talk like that, Kari. So why did you just mock me like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would be, oh man, dude. I give Nick so much. Res- I give him so much respect for like not like making the the, the sly little comic. Like, I would have threw them in there as well. The way he questioned him was perfect, but the the way Kari was talking over him, I would have pointed in front of that as well. Like, yeah, like, the thing the thing that he didn't want to happen happened. Like, yeah, this this went viral because of because of you, not because of the question, but because yeah. But of why? You. But why does he? Why does he want to explain it? Why? Why? In my opinion, it's because somebody might put him in his place, and yeah. I feel like he, he he's afraid yeah. of that. Yeah. And and for him, in his in his own mind, it's like, oh, just going from you know being different from the norm and and putting stuff up out there, making playing seeds to make people think certain things. That's enough. I'm enlightened enough to do that, but I'll never explain myself, nor will I ever go you know back and forth with somebody who 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 could who could call me out on my shit and and, and point out facts and, and point out facts about my explanation. That would sort of make me look bad. Like he just avoids that at all costs. Yeah, and to, like to the, to the point to the point where like the Nets have to like say he's not you know he's not talking to the media in like the next game, and then you have you have fans because they don't know what kind of they don't know what exactly. Like, oh, and then you got I got I got I got something for this dude perfect that's gonna put him in this place. Yeah, they don't want that. You got fans in the the, the next home game in a purple purple shirts in front row saying you know stop anti you know being anti Semitic. And like staring right at Kyrie, and Kyrie has has not, he doesn't want he doesn't want to look that way. Doesn't want to look want to look that way. So come on. And also too, like a lot of like the hate that Kyrie gets, he does a, sometimes try to use his platform, the same one he said wasn't a platform and wasn't promoting something, to point out some uh, meaningful things, especially in the Native American community that he's been sort of promote and trying to support, he does it on the same platform. So it's like, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth and say that you're fighting for the the Native American struggles in the United States and putting all that stuff on, on your platform and obviously promoting yep. that agenda. And then you so put true. it on the same platform about anti-Semitic and some guy that's, that's come out and talked about, like, the like the, you don't even want to know what this guy stands for that he promoted about school shootings and how they're like sometimes like there's a whole thing about oh, you're talking about the Alex Jones thing yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, yo. Yo, when Nick brought up Alex Jones, you could see the the anger just fill up his face. And he just goes, that was, that was weeks ago. So what, Kyrie? I don't care if it was three years ago. Like, can you explain yourself on this? Like, he sounds like a child sometimes. Man. I'm sorry, man. He Look, does. He does. He's, people yeah. want to. You want to put me in that in that space of oh I'm a pawn and I'm just trying to be like everyone else like all right whatever dude put me in that space of, because look this dude is a fraud he's a fraud man like he's had so many opportunities to explain himself and 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 the bigger the issue the bigger the the the, the bigger the the news story that involves him the more he shies away in doing that so it's yeah. like dude yeah. go play your game somewhere else man you want to you want to yeah, play exactly. that game go There's... ahead man but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh well you know he's different and. You know, we should just embrace the dip. No, 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 fuck all that. If you can't explain yourself and you can't enlighten me, then keep it to yourself. Yeah. Or otherwise, you're going to be questioned for it whenever it pops up. Right? And not only, that, not only that, not only that, like, like that's what that's what it is. Though. Not only that, but take take responsibility, take responsibility, take accountability. For, oh, it would never. You know what I'm saying? For fucking, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to freedom of speech, freedom of speech doesn't come without responsibility and accountability. Plain and simple. Seriously. Plain and simple. Seriously. And, I, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, a lot of this has to do with someone pulling his car, someone putting him in this place. If he would really thoroughly explain himself and someone would be like, well, well actually, Kyrie, I studied this and that for, you know, dozens of years. And it's actually like this. And the person is right. Oh, his world would collide. He, he, would, he would come down. He would come crashing down. His world would come crashing down. No, his world, his, his world, he would fall off. He would fall off the world. Let's rewind. <laughs> yeah. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. Like, two years and do you remember and, and, and I am no way shape or form defending this at all I'm just trying to make comparison do you remember when Drew Brees came out and said all lives matter <laughs> and mm, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing Yo, I forgot all about that thing. Oh, you yeah. getting you should be out there saying whoa you are mistaken you are now some things that you don't actually understand and you are going against a cause that is for justice and is the right thing to do. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? Drew Brees basically had to say sorry. And, and like, and I don't, I don't know if it's the right thing that like they didn't give him a second chance, but he basically had to be like, you know what? I'm just going to retire and say I'm done. Like I can't, I, I fucked up. Like I'm just out. Like I'm not coming back from this. And yeah, people, yeah. it's like the dude. It's like a different. It's like a different duck dynasty. They just had to just, just yeah, people, <laughs> people, yeah. bring that time. And I understand. I understand. Just walk away. It is a different, I, and I totally, fully understand that it is a different thing for Drew Brees, a white male in the United States, to be saying things he said. But like Kyrie, at the same time, just because like you feel like you're fighting for causes that are under uh, undervalued in the United States, which I, I, you know, sometimes I will stand here and say, "Good for Kyrie." saying that stuff like when you spread hate you are spreading hate like that is just what you're doing like yeah what do you mean you can't you can't you can't do that and then right. because you're Kyrie Irving and you've stood for some things that maybe in the past like you know were the right things to do that you can now do the same thing like Drew Brees Drew Brees was a huge charity supporter and giving mm. back his time and all, all NFL play, all NFL, play. especially to New Orleans. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing with Katrina. He did everything for Katrina at that time, and then he, you know what? He fucked up and said something that he didn't. He wasn't informed about, and he got absolutely crucified. And the same thing should be happening to Kyrie right now. And the fact that he's trying to work weasel his way out of it just makes me just know that everything that 
everything that I knew about that guy is just is is right. Like it, it, it makes me so mad that he, he thinks he can get away with this type of stuff, but then everyone has to listen to him, which is so. Oh, it's. I get uh, it, man. I get it, man. But nicely said. Nicely said. You know. Well, I uh, all yeah. day about. I didn't want. I, I didn't want to. You know. You know. Have. Uh, this dude hijack in case you missed it, but no, it was that was nice to say. The nice comparison there with uh with good old Drew Brees. And I, though, though I don't think Drew Brees would appreciate it, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Buy no, I know, I know, I know, I know what you mean. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> but but I'm, I I mean, for, to be honest, like uh, ain't nobody fucking with Drew Brees now. Like that, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> at all. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he's not. He's not trying. Not to, even as an analyst. Yeah. He's, at any point, he was ever trying to be like, oh, how dare you? misunderstand me like i don't have to explain myself like he never no he, never he did wasn't that. he came out and it was like it was like okay i like, fucked up yeah, yeah i i was uninformed i mean dude uninformed is is as long as you then get informed yeah. right everyone's gonna make mistakes or you're willing to get informed or you're willing to learn i get it I, yeah but are you are you hard stance at the point of saying no i was right and you were wrong and well, I, I don't have to get informed. I'm already informed. Yeah. 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 And it's such a, it's such a, it's such an, actually, it's a dangerous thing. It's yes. very dangerous. Yeah. Especially with his influence. It's, I agree. it's not fair. I agree. All right. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, it's kind of a strange story here, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit. In San Antonio Spurs, they have uh, released guard Josh Primo. Just oh, their number, um, the number 12 pick of. Signed by the Nets. No, he didn't. Just get the fuck out of here. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> this fucker. <laughs> the, new, the new PR team was just like, yo, let's just go nuts. Yo, it's, yeah. as, as if the oh, Nets well. the Nets didn't have enough issues as it is this week. They want to, you know, you know, take on a new challenge. But anyways, no, the San Antonio Spurs. What's Javar uh, Crickman doing right now, bro? They released. Shut up. <laughs> they released uh, Josh, Josh Primo. They're number 12 pick from the 2021 draft. Uh, based on uh, stemmed multiple alleged instances of Mr. Primo exposing himself to women. Meanwhile, before that even came out as a report, the Spurs had released him. They didn't say why they released him. He came out and said, I've been dealing with some trauma in my life, some mental issues, and this is part of why you know I've asked for my release. Moments after that, then came out the stories of the alleged uh, instances of exposing himself. So <laughs> that's, that's fucked up that if he's used the mental mental health as a, as a kind of a cover-up thing and that, that the other stuff wasn't going to come out. That's fucked up. Celtics did not fire or release Ime Odoka right there. <laughs> but they're about to trade him. Well, well kind of. No, that shit comes out when you sever ties, man. Right. Remember, we we spoke about this before, like, you know, the well, some skeletons are going to come out of the San Antonio Spurs closet at some point. Right. Well, apparently the um, I don't know if it's a trainer or the, the woman that one of the accusers is supposed to come forward with her uh, yeah. with her lawyer. They're going to do a press conference on Thursday. Yeah. So I guess we'll get more information on this. But um, yeah. yeah, man, it's not it's not it's not good. That's it's awful. Not a good uh, look. Not a good look. Think about what the NFL has been going through with certain players. And, uh yeah, can't be I exposing mean, you. You you you're weighing all willy nilly these days. It's just, just not. No, does it no. ever? Do these stories coming out ever like just sort of taint your childhood a little bit about like thinking that every sports player like cool and like awesome like it was a creep. 
Yeah, man. I mean. Well, I don't know because, like, this kid is, what, 19, 20 years old? How long was he doing it before he actually got caught? Like, you know, yeah, that type man, of thing. The way that now they're actually policing professional athletes. I think are they a, really policing or are they just things that just leak out? No, 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 no. So it's important that at least there, there's some type of check. Because I feel like before, like growing up in the 90s, I mean, I don't even want to know. Maybe I after the fact. <laughs> after the fact. Right? The 90s was probably more like drugs and shit. But now it's like, eh. I just feel, I just feel like there's things that come out now that I'm, I'm sitting there like, what? This guy was a lottery pick. And... <laughs> Had like, and, and he's doing what? San Antonio Spurs, for God's sakes. What are you doing? Tim Popovich is like, absolutely not getting him out of here. Tim Duncan is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> Still alive, but okay. Okay, Chuck. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely shocking the stuff that's coming out. But yeah, you know what? I think it's going to be the new norm. I think, like, oh, Jesus. Well, not the new norm. Not <laughs> He's like, let me take that back. Not the new norm, but uh, no, not the new norm. Yeah, you guys, you just gotta deal with it. You know? <laughs> not the, not, <laughs> like, like when you're scouting player, they're like, all right, has, did he, uh, you know, expose himself at any point during his college, his college yeah. time? <laughs> but I no, but once freshman year. That's what I'm trying to, ah, fuck, so close. Trying to get at. It's like I think there's going to be a much more, much more of a focus on character and like people that are actually good for the league because. The the NBA can't turn into the NFL. If it turns into the NFL, I don't know if it can support that type of the, the NFL is the most powerful thing in the United States, basically. Like you know, them and the NRA. But like outside of that, like the the NBA, I don't think it can survive if it has these type of stories that keep coming out. You got Eme, you got Primo. Like, <laughs> what's next? What's next? Oh, fucking! Just saying. And so far, you know, if there's like a superstar that comes out with some shit like this, then then yeah, then maybe well, that's the something. NFL. Yeah, the NFL. That's the yeah, NFL you're right. because certain players get they, they, yeah. certain players are protected. But oh yeah, Sean Watson, Sean Watson. They got a slap on the wrist. Yeah, Sean Watson's got to have a huge ass contract. But the thing with the thing with football though, especially in the south, yeah, a dozen new accusers come forward. Out of yeah, the thing with football though, especially in the south, like in like in high school, like these players are there. They can do whatever the fuck they want, and then they go on through life thinking that that that's that's how they they can function. So it's, it's, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like there, there's, there's a, ah, there's a lot that, uh, there's a lot that can, that can come out. I think, um, the fact that it's coaches and young players is one thing, but I think you're right. Like that first big shocking story that breaks on a superstar at the NBA. Like, I don't know how that's going to go for the NBA because they've had a lot that, I don't, I don't, I just don't know if they can handle yeah. handle that as as much as you know the NFL can because they're trying to be the most progressive league in the United States and they have been and I think it's credit to them. But I mean, the more these stories come out, the more I mean, you just had Sarver, you had Ime, and you had Primo come out in a in a what basically like a two month span. Yeah, no I know if you're Adam Silver, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be hoping that. Uh, that Sarver is the is the last uh, old racist uh, owner. You know, it's like, uh, do we get them all? Are we good? Racist, we, you know, get them all out of here. Misogynistic, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. I mean, well, like in terms of like that, the like persona, right? Like the old like school, like oh, he's 
always had these opinions. No one's going to change them now. Yeah, right. It was a different Kobe, time. I, I think for the most part. Yeah, it's a different time. It was right? a different like, time. You know, the Donald Sterling is just like, wait, no, that wasn't that bad. I only said, you know, I was like, wait, no, we're in a different era, man. Like, yeah. you can't get away with this shit. What do you mean they were rec- What do you mean someone was recording that conversation? Like, they, you know, those guys. Like, they had me on they, tape? Yeah, like, you hope that they, they got them all out by now. Those. Yeah. All right, and uh, I think the difference between the NBA and the NFL is that, yeah, they are trying to get those people out where... Yeah, NFL, they haven't even thought about that. They're like, what's, they're, what's, they're, wrong, with, what's, they're, wrong, with, what's wrong with Sid? Sid's fine. You know, he's 67. He's been with us for 28 years. Like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, but trust me. Look at look at the Tennessee owner. I mean, Jerry Jones has had like 75 sexual abuse accusations against him in his career, and he's still running That's the... That's a good point. And like, craft, right? Like, you not even craft, like, the whole thing. Like, hey... What do you mean? He's just—he's just—he's adulterer, no? Not, wow. not, not, not even that's, that's that's yeah, that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> uh, no, hey, 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 hey. That's you mean like living above the law type of thing? I guess, I guess, yes. I guess that, that, that's that's that story breaks about Wick Grossbeck. You don't think he's out as the as the owner in the, in a minute in the NBA? <laughs> that would be crazy. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. I like. I'm not saying. Well, the thing. Oh, well, look, listen, listen. That that, that well, they, they were, both they both like to hang out with Meek Mill. So. No, I mean no. But I mean with the crab, with crab, it was different because like that that massage parlor was linked to like sex trafficking. So then you know it becomes a whole. It's know, like how much how much involved were you? Exactly. Know? How much did you know about it? You know that type of shit. Then that's. A, I'm still. Oh, Joel, that shit comes out about an NBA owner. No, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but like, out. They're out. They're yeah. out. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, last but not least, in case this is that this is that this is that Joel doesn't want to agree with you, but you're right. That's, that's what this is. No, I said I said you're I said you're right. I said you're right, but I I was saying because Sway said oh because he's adulterer. I go no, it's not even that. It's more because prostitution is still breaking the law, but then this is also connected to sex trafficking, which is even worse. That's what I mean, I'm getting. At. I think yeah, both both are not good for both are not good. Yeah, I know, but not nah, but this is like a oh, whole. Huh. This can be like federal and other shit, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, in case you missed it, the the NBA they announced that they are rescinding the 76ers second round draft picks in each of 2023 and 2024 drafts after their findings following an investigation when it came to tampering involving two free agents that they signed, PJ Tucker and Daniel House Jr. Jeez. So um, they also got off. They really wanted those guys. Huh? They got off off on Harden, though. They they said no wrongdoing was done on Harden. Yeah, they said yeah, they said no wrongdoing was done with Harden. But I mean, that was a trade, and then they you know gave him an extension or whatever. But according to the NBA, the team fully cooperated with the investigation. My question is, why wasn't there any investigation when they signed Al Horford back in two thousand and nineteen? But yep, I digress. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. So you know. Um, according to the NBA, really you know, shady. they violated league rules governing the timing of their free agents discussions. You know, in the off season or before the off season. So, speaking of speaking of Philly, how long does Doc have left on that on that on that team? This might be it. That'd be his last. Yeah, year. this is the last season. Yeah. <laughs> What's this season three? Is this is number three for him, right? Yeah, win or lose, this is, this is, this is it. You think he's making I think, it? To- I think he's. I think he almost he's, he's almost overstayed his welcome, but they they're uh, optimistic. <laughs> we'll see. You think they're gonna keep him around this season? I mean, if they weren't able to extend James Harden, then he probably would have he probably would have been fired like sometime in this season. But 
But yeah, I think he finishes the year. I think he you finishes know, the year. You know who's probably one of the top NBA head coaches, um, head coaching candidates out there is Doc Snyder, Sam Cassell. I mean, oh yeah, he's not he's not on anyone's staff right now. He's been waiting for it. He's been, he's re- he's primed to take over whatever whatever. No, he's on he's on Doc's staff. But he's, yeah, he still has his job, though, yeah, right? But he's yeah. ready to take over. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. He's definitely still working. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too? You just reminded me now, speaking of assistants, um, Emei's assistants, they're like, whoa, now we're, now we're just stuck here in Boston? We're on the contract now? Like, if Emei goes to Brooklyn... <laughs> Who, who's going to be his dogs? Who's he running with? Like, that, that well, whoever's, yeah, the, whoever's there now, that's that, that's that's what it is. It's like Vaughn and Jack Vaughn and whoever else is there. Yeah, I guess so. Exactly. Yeah, they're all in the contract. Right? <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like, they're going to tell you, man, you're in no position to ask who you can bring in and who you can let go. Like, yeah. we're bringing you in, so just just be happy with that. Jack Vaughn about to have the And worst. yes, we let go of our female assistant. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you will be having a male travel secretary. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> a legend, a legend, But anyways, that's going to do it for this edition of In Case You Missed It. Check us out on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. And, of course, the conversation continues over at Causeway After Hours. That's on Patreon. Subscribe to Patreon.com slash Causeway for exclusive content. You can enjoy the Causeway After Show podcast. Plus, uh, Sway's one-on-one podcast where he's talking to he NBA players go. and coaches, and he's opening Sway's, up the vault. Uh, yeah, Sean. that's right. Sway's got a one-on-one with Ime coming up. He said Ime Udokum. That would have been a great, great plug, actually. He's afraid. He never a single player. He's afraid <laughs> to release that one because he doesn't know. You know, I'm just kidding. No, he doesn't have one. That'd be cool. Yeah, before, the, <laughs> before the new episodes, I'm like, yo, make sure you mention it. You know, like, I don't know, Kobe Bryant, Marcus Smart. And Joel's like, yeah, yeah. Not a single message once <laughs> ever mentioned about those guys. Uh, but yeah, those are some of the conversations you hear. Uh, did you did you get a one on one with Marcus or was that a, was that a scrum? Yes, I did. I did. I actually had a couple one on ones. In season one, um, that was one of my favorite ones because it was about uh, an injection that happened on the road, but he had just come back from it, so he cooled off a bit. But yeah, he was still fired up enough to talk about it. So we talked about that. He talked about how it's just his reputation in the NBA, a lot of a lot of good stuff out of that one. And then the latest one was good too, that came out as well. So yeah, I got a couple of them. Yeah. Oh no, wait, no, yeah, part two with Muggsy. No, right? the, yeah, part two with Muggsy just came out. But no, the, the other one I'm thinking about with Marcus is uh, he talks about his um, the pregame playlist. He gives me um, uh, some certain artists and uh, songs and, and and you know gotta be on point before the game. So he, he gives also, me some of his um, some of his artists that he goes to to get some to get some pumped up for the game. If you want people to listen to it, you gotta get Luke Cornett's playlist on there, bro. If it's out of the ordinary, which it might be, I think that'd be worth it. But Luke, who strikes me as some guy who probably listens to like the same stuff everyone else listens to, everyone's gonna be like, ah. Nah, I feel like he listens to like that. That that was let down. I feel like he listens to like Andre Bocelli or some shit like that before games. Nah, Luke Cornett's a system of a down guy. Yeah, these kids don't even know about the about the about the gods, about the legends. He definitely he definitely bumps uh, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, and System of a Down. That's how he's getting. That's how he's getting ramped up. Hmm. You think? I sounds like know. sounds he like most of me. He must have all the siblings. So yeah, so uh, you know, check us out there. Patreon.com slash Causeway. Subscribe and support Causeway Street That's... Podcast. And if you haven't already, check out episode three hundred with Cedric Maxwell. That was a that was a doozy. That was a that was a good one. That's uh yeah. one of my favorites. That was, that was that was one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, I don't know. Oh man. You are one lucky lucky guy to be able to interview interview and talk to that guy every because he just he just 
he just goes, man. <laughs> we talking about that after the thing. It's like keeping up with him, man. It's like, yo, I think I'm popcorn brain, dude. That is that dude just Bro. go. Whatever he's thinking imagine, about. It. Imagine hosting a show with him. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> when you have to direct the conversation, it's like you got a really picky spot. He's like, no, no, no. I know. I understand. But uh, what about uh, <laughs> just whatever comes to his mind. It's great. I did like how when I brought up the Stevie Wonder thing, he was like, so, hold on. Are you asking me? <laughs> like on the record, yo, that was the funniest part of it. <laughs> Can Stevie see? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I see the- He's like, I'll talk about email all day, but I'm not even touching that one. You know, so <laughs> it's Stevie. <laughs> So check out episode 300 with Cedric Maxwell if you haven't already. You know, until next time, we'll see y'all on the flip side. All right. Peace out. Absolutely. Peace.